Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to ProWrestling.net Live. I am Jason Powell. We are here the day after the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view event. I will be joined by my co-host, Will Pruitt. Plus, we are expecting a phone call from podcast host extraordinaire Conrad Thompson. He hosts the Something Else to Wrestle With show on WWE Network, the Something to Wrestle With show, uh, the podcast version, that is, at, uh, let's see, I would imagine uh, MLWRadio.com. That's it. He hosts with Tony Schiavone. The list goes on. Conrad is a very busy man, but he will be uh, making time to join us on this show. I, I assume it's because he's going to name me the Grand Poobah of the StarCast event that he has coming up Labor Day weekend. Now, I can't be there in person. Maybe there's going to be like a, a, a Hall of Fame wing named after me. Something? I'm not quite sure. But I think I see Conrad on the line. It could be someone else from his area code. If it is, I'm going to go to him, and then we'll bring in Will Pruitt in just a little bit. Conrad, let's see, is this you? Hey, hey what's talking? going on, man? How are you? Hey, man, doing great. What's going on, dude? I, How I, are you? I, you? You wanted to join the show. You, you wouldn't tell me exactly what it was. I, I just naturally assume I'm, I'm the Grand Poobah of StarCast, right? Absolutely. Actually, I believe you were invited months ago, even before it was officially announced, and you tried to <laughs> big dog me. That's the way I remember it. Yeah, I, I was invited. Unfortunately, it's the day of my all in is the day of my big fantasy football league. And I know that sounds crazy to people going, it's just fantasy football. But I literally have a guy who comes in from Kuwait. I have another guy, he's, uh, he's stationed over there, uh, another friend who often flies up from Tampa, and so it's just this big annual event, and we have it set in stone every year, and it just happened to be that weekend. But it sounds like a blast, and I intend to keep a close eye on things, because I'll be watching on Fight TV, because, uh, Conrad, tell people about this. Uh, if you can't be there in Chicago at StarCast, you can still follow all the fun. That's exactly right, man. That's what I was going to say. Just check us out on Fight. We made it official last week that StarCast is going to be on Fight. We're talking four days of stuff here across two stages. We've got over 100 superstars, over 40 hours of content, over 20 live events, and it's all for one low price. If you individually price these shows, you know they'd range from 4.99 to 12.99. It's a $260 value. We're going to get to you for a fraction of that. We're also going to kick you a $20 fight credit, which you could probably use towards the all-in pay-per-view if you believe the rumor and innuendo. But really, the really cool thing about the Platinum Weekend Pass that we're putting on sale tonight at 8 o'clock is not only do you get all those shows and the fight credit, you get a piece of the actual all-in ring canvas. 
history is going to be made that night. You've got all the superstars in wrestling, whether it's Omega and Okada, the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club, and, of course, Cody is going to challenge for the NWA world title on that mat. This is your chance to own a piece of wrestling history. All of that package is available tonight starting at 8 o'clock at fight.tv forward slash starcast for just 149 And, again, you get a $20 fight credit on top of that, too. When you pile in the ring canvas and all the hours of content, I think it's a great bargain and a great alternative. If you couldn't get tickets to StarCast or All In because they're sold out, you can still join in on all the fun from your living room. A piece of the ring canvas. You never know whose blood, sweat, tears, some bodily fluid. Who's gonna, whose, whose fluid is going to end up on that, uh, that, that canvas? But, no, that's a hell of a deal. Now, I do have the list up. You guys sent out a press release today on the main page of ProWrestling.net, and I'm sure you can go to uh, StarCast.com, I assume, is the, uh, the address where people can find out all the details? Oh, I'm sure it's there. You know, it's going to be everywhere, but the place where you can get, you know, all the info and up-to-the-minute scoops, including a brand-new StarCast event center where we're kicking it old school and have Sean Mooney doing a rundown where he throws to promos from some of the different performers who are going to be there on Thursday, August 30th. All that is available at fight.tv forward slash StarCast, and there's two R's in StarCast, much like Starcade back in the day. And, okay, just, we'd be here for the full show if you told me everybody, but uh, I know, for instance, somehow you've managed to get the giant egos of Wade Keller and Bruce Mitchell to, to share a podcast stage with the giant egos of Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. How have you pulled this off? You know, believe it or not, that was actually Dave Meltzer's idea, and we're, we're glad that he's there. And we've got lots of other fun stuff if you enjoy that. How about the death of WCW panel? R.D. Reynolds, the author of that book, is going to be there discussing some of those topics with J.J. Dillon and Kevin Sullivan and, of course, most famously, Eric Bischoff. Uh, these guys have been trash-talking. It should be a good time. We've also got a Monday Night Wars debate with Eric and Bruce. Elite Karaoke with Marty Skrull. There's something for everybody here, including an NWO reunion, a panel on remembering Andy Kaufman, a War Games retrospective, literally anything you could look for. But most recently, what we've been able to put together, and I think it's the sleeper event, is we've got Jim Johnston coming in, the mastermind behind all the themes that we all grew up on. We're calling it Behind the Themes, and he's going to bring some of his old instruments and sort of break down what his creative process was. That's on Sean Mooney's show. You don't want to miss it. I do think it'll be the can't-miss event of the weekend. But you get all these shows and a lot more that we can't list here, as you said, all for one low price, plus a piece of the ring canvas. And who knows? You know, allegedly, the rumor and innuendo is that this might be one of Ray's last shots before he goes back north. If you get, you know, a historic title change that night, and Kenny Omega's there, and the Young Bucks are there, and who knows what's going to happen, man. History will be made, and you can own your piece of history tonight. Just go ahead and pre-order that pay-per-view at fight.tv forward slash StarCast. It sounds like a hell of a deal. Conrad, I do have to ask you one question. I am behind an episode on something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, and I was wondering, have you guys been officially renewed yet for the WWE Network show? I saw you guys were all over the commercial last night, so I assume that's a good sign. Yeah, it does feel like a good time, but no, we have not signed on yet for season two. You know, they definitely want to bring us back, and we would love to keep doing it, but it is a matter of us putting pen to paper with new contracts. They're pleased with the downloads, though. We've had a lot of their top-rated shows since we had our 13-week run this year. They'd like to see more of that, and, and I'm sure one of the things they enjoy is 
unlike a lot of the content they're creating. Say a Talking Smack last night. Really, once that show's a week old, who's going back and watching Talking Smack right. from a year ago? It has a shelf life, and I hate the term, but the term is evergreen. Our content is essentially evergreen. So whenever we're putting together something from 1988 or something from 1998, in a strange way, it doesn't get old. So I, I would I would look forward to something else to wrestle season two very soon. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to hit on, or maybe you want to remind people one more time before we let you go? Yeah, that's really it, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you a little bit. I'd love to have you follow on Twitter and chat with you about wrestling. I am at Hey Hey, it's Conrad. And the big thing today we're talking about, though, is your ability to watch StarCast from anywhere in the world. If you're listening across the pond, you can still join in on all the fun. Of course, you know All In is going to be broadcast somewhere, but we can tell you exactly where the exclusive home of StarCast is going to be, and that's fight.tv forward slash StarCast. And just because you're not in Chicago doesn't mean you can't still have a great time. And it's video on demand, so it's not just live. I've got a lot of shows that are going head-to-head at StarCast, and if you were there and had a ticket, you'd have to pick. Am I going to this stage or that stage? But at your house, you can flip back and forth and even watch them whenever you'd like. So you don't have to be in front of your computer or in front of your big screen all weekend. You can just watch them whenever you like. Go to fight.tv forward slash StarCast for all the information. The ring map's going to sell out. It's only so big. It's not like there's an endless amount of canvases. There's only one canvas, and when it's gone, it's gone forever. It won't be sold individually. So go claim your piece of history. Fight.tv forward slash StarCast. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, man. There he goes, everybody. Conrad Thompson. And I will tell you this. You guys have heard me sing the praises of Fight TV many times to the point that I had someone in the wrestling industry ask if they're giving me money. No, they're not. It's just a hell of a thing. Even if you don't want to pay money for something, I I recommend Fight TV. For instance, if you live in an area for whatever reason, you don't get Ring of Honor or it's just on at inconvenient times, you don't want to take up the DVR space, you can watch it starting Monday nights for free. I think it's 6 Central, 7 Eastern. It's the Fight TV app. I definitely recommend it. There's a lot of great free and premium wrestling content on there. And uh, Starca- or StarCast, I should say, sounds like an absolute blast. I, I wish I didn't have the commitment already. Uh, but uh, hopefully, I see it's listed as StarCast 18. I didn't want to put him on the spot. But I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, we'll have a StarCast 19 that maybe I can make it to. I'm hoping. Uh, with that business out of the way, I should also tell you, Conrad was a guest on the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast a while back. So if you were interested in hearing uh, more with Conrad Thompson, I encourage you to check out that show. My latest guest is Josh Matthews from Impact Wrestling, the voice of Impact Wrestling. He joined me. We talked a little bit about everything. His uh, time in WWE, uh, starting on Tough Enough, and how that kind of affected his uh, viewpoint of the independent wrestling scene, and, of course, plenty on Impact Wrestling and Sunday Slammiversary pay-per-view. Those shows are available at pwboom.com. It uh, comes out weekly, unless it's a holiday. All right, I wasn't going to skip, but then an interview fell through. And I said, well, hey, it was a holiday for the 4th of July. It's a good excuse, but uh, for the most part, weekly. And again, it's pwboom.com for that show. Usually uh, roughly an hour-long interview or just a lot of pro wrestling conversation on that show. The feedback has been awesome, and I really appreciate that, everybody. Well, let's bring my co-host into the show today. Again, I am Jason Powell. This is ProWrestling.net Live, and uh, we are here the Mondays after WWE pay-per-view events. Uh, Will Pruitt is joining me now. You can follow him online at It's Will Time, at It's Will Time on Twitter. Will, your thoughts on WWE Extreme Rules? 
Oh, that was a long show. That was a really <laughs> long show. And basically nothing happened. I like you you got to the end of the Iron Man match and thought, Oh well that was kind of fun. But then they undo like a big portion of the match at the very end just to reinforce that you should not have watched this show. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I will say the restart was lame, but so was the draw finish. Like, really, we did this for a draw. But, yeah, I mean, the restart, I don't know. I mean, it left me only slightly more satisfied, not really. I also, you know, I gave the match a hit in my hit list today between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. But I, I, it came below expectations. It came in below expectations. I wasn't a big fan of the approach of knocking out all those falls early in the match. Did that, did that bother you, or are you more of a, a defender of the approach they took? I liked the approach they took. We've seen a lot of Ironman matches where you don't have a fall for 20, 30 minutes at the beginning, especially the 60-minute Ironman matches, and this was something different. It was an attempt to do something else, and I appreciated that aspect of it. I didn't mind the rapid-fire falls in the middle of the match. I liked the use of McIntyre, the way they used him at the beginning of the match. I really disliked the finish with McIntyre getting involved again. I thought that just undid one of the core tenets of the match right at the end of the match. And then it also kind of made Seth Rollins look super, super dumb. And that was an ongoing theme on this show. Is there an intelligent baby face in WWE? Like, are they all no. idiots? Is Asuka just the stupidest person to ever exist? She really is. I mean, that, you know, character-wise, <laughs> that's become a major issue. Uh, I mean, it was every week on SmackDown, it seemed like. It would be her chasing around Ellsworth and then Carmella getting in some cheap shot. So, I mean, I guess they kind of telegraphed the finish or foreshadowed it, but it was just like, uh, really? Again? How many times is this going to happen? I am so down on what they've done with Oscar right now. It, but jumping back to the Iron Man match for just a second, I, I also applauded like the idea of, okay, let's not do what everybody else does. The, the issue I have, had with it is the same issue I have with a lot of Iron Man matches that have those early falls. We've seen these guys have wars. You know, just you know, going... Uh, back and forth, 15, 20 minutes, kicking out of near fall left and, you know, just big moves left and right. And then on this one, I think it was like, you know, four minutes in, he just happens to get a pinball. And I was like, ah, that, I, I, can it happen? Sure, but it just always seems way too convenient that now it happens because it's an Ironman match. The only defense of that I can think of, and the announcers talked about it, is how pinfalls and everything counts a little different in Ironman matches. This is obviously me putting on my, like, uh, protect the business hat or whatever. But um, the, the idea that wrestlers approach it different, so maybe aren't as eager to kick out or aren't as keen on getting, you know, aren't as keen on getting out of submissions or whatever and are thinking more about preserving themselves for the rest of the match. That's the only defense of it I can come up with. Honestly, I don't really think you're an Iron Man if you go 30 minutes. A lot of WWE main events are 30 minutes. Like, that's not a long amount of time, really. So I, uh, I can only defend that so much. Hey, I do want to give out the call-in num call number. It is 773-897-6321. And uh, we do have somebody waiting on hold. I also want to remind you, hit one on your phone if you would like to, uh, to join in on the conversation. You are fine being in, in listen-only mode. There's no problem with that. 
Uh, but if you were wondering why we're not going to you, well, we haven't gotten to anybody yet, but uh, we will be. Uh, chances are you just haven't hit one on your phone. And then I do see a couple of people listening from Skype. Now you're not. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're in listen-only mode, that's cool, too. But if you're trying to get in on the show and you think you've done everything right, well, you haven't or there's an issue with the system, all you have to do is just uh, shoot me an email to let me know that you want to join in on the show. Jason at gmail.com. Just be sure to spell it out. D-O-T-N-E-T-J-A-S-O-N at gmail.com. As I often like to tell people, I have to do that because my own girlfriend tries to send me emails that start with period net Jason. And uh, so, yeah, that was my lesson. I'd spell it out. Uh, but let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got a couple of people lined up in the queue. Let's start with 270. Who is this and where are you calling from? Jason, uh, Tyler Ingram, man. How's it going? Hey, man. I'm sorry. I missed your name again. Uh, Tyler England, Glasgow, Kentucky. Tyler. Hey, man. How are you? Good to hear from you. Yeah, man, uh, good to uh, talk to you. So my question today is just uh, really simple. I don't mean to sound like a negative Nancy or anything, but to me, I'm just really down on the overall uh, WWE uh, product right now. I just feel like that since uh, WrestleMania, it, I mean, you know, it's just really gone down, um, and it, it's just more of a burden to uh, watch it now, um, you know, every week, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, uh, get to your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I can't dispute that. I, I don't feel like they're doing... It, it's not a well-booked show from week to week. They can still set up... They, they have a deep enough talent roster that they can kind of stumble through things and still manage to put together a pretty impressive lineup for a show like Mania or SummerSlam if they choose to. You know, if they, if they line up the right people, eh, it can still look good on paper. It's the week-to-week booking that just isn't compelling. And, Will, I, I mean, I don't... I, I just, it's, I'm not saying it's never going to get better because Vince McMahon has his ups and downs, but I do think a lot of this is Vince McMahon's booking. You know, just, it's, man, I, I've just been frustrated watching the show. I mean, you mentioned Asuka and really just the women's division in general. It just feels like a mess. You have two pest heel champions now on dual brand shows. Not that Carmella and Alexa Bliss are identical, but you have all these women that are more, I would say, argue more of complete packages than certainly Carmella is. I think Alexa is is a very is a strong performer. I think they're both strong performers in terms of the mic work. But when it comes to the in ring, man, it's just I, I don't know why they're spending so much time on Carmella when you have so many women in that division 
who are, are capable of delivering in the ring, on the mic. Maybe they're not as good a talkers as her completely, but I just think they have more to offer. And so let's start there with the women's division before we kind of back our way into what Tyler's saying, because I know that's usually a subject near and dear to your heart, Will. Yeah, I um, actually, to spoil a bit of something I'll be posting later today, but just finished editing my report card review video of Extreme Rules, and I talk about on there, there did we forget about the women's revolution or something this month? Because there were two women's matches. Both were built around outside interference. And on the raw side of things, at least you're building towards Ronda Rousey eventually becoming champion. I, I think that will be a key moment and it'll be big. What are you building towards on SmackDown? What's the goal really with what is happening on SmackDown right now? Because all I see when I watch SmackDown is James Ellsworth feuding with 10 women and that's pretty dumb. WWE has a really talented roster. I've uh, pitched and pushed the idea for a while that they should have women's tag titles across brands or something else for women to fight for, but they seem to be falling back into old 2011 habits of, oh, well, we just need one women's story. We're going to get out of here. And it's, it's really disappointing to watch, especially on pay-per-views that are four and a half hours long that somehow can only get two women's matches. Yeah, I, I, like if the matches themselves were treated like, I mean, they, they were treated fairly important, but it's just the execution, the finishes, they're, they're, it's just not fun. And look, if the, I'm sure the defense would be, oh, this builds up Carmel, it props her up. Some of these other women don't need the titles. But the thing is, they're not doing a good job with those other women, by and large. I mean, look, Asuka is severely damaged now. She came up red hot from NXT. People liked her. We were getting, you know, I was hearing from people either calling in or I think, um, oh gosh, maybe it was Fair Play. Somebody with the with kids who, you know, they, they their their daughters really liked Oscar. Their young daughters just uh, they identified with the, the well, they liked the makeup, they liked the look, they liked the whole package. And WWE just made her look ridiculous. That she's a moron who's obsessed obsessed with Ellsworth to the point that Carmella can always outsmart her. But to Kyler's more general question. I mean, are you seeing the same things, Will, uh, that, that Tyler's mentioning just in terms of WWE just not really firing on all cylinders? Yeah, it, it is looking really, really weak for WWE. They aren't firing on all cylinders. They don't have uh, – it seems like there is a really compelling base of talent, but just nothing happening for those wrestlers. There aren't good stories being told, and – I don't know where on the card to look for a good story. It'd be different if the main events were clicking, but on Raw, you've got Roman Reigns getting booed all the time, and maybe Brock Lesnar is going to show up. On SmackDown, you've got AJ. He's great. AJ is going to be great at what he does, and they've at least decided AJ is going to be AJ and be fine. But what else is happening on SmackDown? Who's even the next challenger being built up there? I, I have no idea. Yeah, are they going to have to have another gauntlet match and just pick somebody, you know, basically randomly like it felt like they did with Rusev? There's a lot of speculation. It could be Samoa Joe. That could heat things up. And it's a match I want to be excited about. And then I think about how badly they botched AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and I have to kind of temper my enthusiasm on that. They have such an impressive, deep roster, and they keep adding to it with really good talent from NXT, and creative is letting them down. I, I don't even know another way to put it, Tyler. It's just creatively, this company is in a funk, and I don't know that it changes significantly under Vince McMahon's watch. It just doesn't seem like he has that 
in him at this point uh, to make radical changes. Like you can see some potential storyline possibilities that you can kind of fantasy book of, you know, maybe a McIntyre and Ziggler faction or a double turn with Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens or things that have popped up. And I always have to remind myself, eh, Vince just doesn't seem that motivated and it doesn't seem like his style. So, yeah, I mean, Tyler, do you watch other products? I guess that would be one thing if you're not satisfied with WWE. Lord knows there's a ton of other wrestling available right now. Right, yeah, I mean, I've watched a little bit of uh, Ring of Honor some and then uh, uh, New Japan, but, it, you know, like with uh, work and everything else, man, you know, WWE is kind of, you know, the best thing for me to watch. And, sure. You know, I used to be just, you know, like a really big fan and, like, I just could not miss Raw for nothing. And now, like, whenever I, I sit down and watch it, I'm just, you know, doing other things, and you know, because it's just so... I, I don't really want to use the word uh, boring, but, I mean, just to me, it's just very uninteresting right now, if that can even make sense. I, I think there's others out there like it, that's for sure, man. I, I think we're feeling it right now, too. I just watched that show last night, and I was kind of a you know half defender going in, going, ah, this doesn't look like a horrible show on paper. People are kind of being tough on this. Yeah, the Extreme Rules concept is dated, but they really didn't play into it as much as they have in past years. It wasn't like a gimmick match in every slot or anything like that. But I, I thought there were some, you know, Nakamura Hardy, for instance, and they do get a pass for Team Hell No and Bludgeon Brothers, but that one looked fun on paper. So there were different matches that looked good. This show lacked a main event, though. I mean, people can debate what belonged in the main event slot and whether it should have been the Iron Man match or WWE Championship or pick your match. It just, none of them felt truly main event worthy. I'm just, it's just none of them on paper. None of them did. I just didn't feel that going in. But did you have anything else for us today, Tyler? Uh, no, that'll be all, man. Thanks for all right, well, thank Yeah, thank you, man. Tyler is uh, one of the more active uh, .NET members. Uh, he goes to a lot of shows and sends in a lot of reports, and it's always appreciated. Uh, again, if you want to join us, 773 I am Jason Powell. He is Will Pruitt. This is ProWrestling.net Live, and we are here the Mondays after WWE pay-per-view events. The next time you'll hear us is the day after SummerSlam. Yep, it's that time already. I believe it's Monday, August 20th. We'll be on the air at 3 Central and 4 Eastern. Uh, And up next is, let's see here. I think I accidentally muted Will. We don't want to do that. Let's get Will back on the show. And uh, let's go to 859. Who is this? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's .NET member Jay Moss from uh, Oklahoma City, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. My official beer league softball team weatherman. He had to deliver the yep. horrible news last week, and uh, it's not looking good for this week either, Jay Moss. What's going on, though? Yeah, it's not looking great. Um, but I wanted to call and uh, and talk about uh, this Brock thing. There's no way they stripped the title from him. I just can't see it. I still think that Vince McMahon is dead set on uh, on it being Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. They're just trying or at uh, at SummerSlam and they're just they're just trying to throw people a curveball and it's not working for me. It's just not. What do you think? Yeah. Well well I mean I, I certainly I'm guessing Lesnar is gonna be there at SummerSlam drop the title to someone? Is it Lashley in a singles match? Do they add Strowman 
via the money in the bank? Do they go with the multi-person that multi-person match that will be announced at a later date that they were going to do for this show and just do it for the title at SummerSlam? A lot of directions they could go in, but it sounds like Lesnar's there. And if he is, will at SummerSlam, who ends up with this championship? Oh, that's a tough question. I tend to think it ends up being Roman Reigns because they've jerked him around for a long time, but how damaged is his character? And they just had him take a big loss to Bobby Lashley. I kind of wonder if they don't shotgun the title onto Lashley. He's a guy who can feud with Braun Strowman. He can feud with Roman Reigns, and it could help to reestablish the title and give him something to do post-Brock Lesnar. I uh, I think Lashley could be a really great option on that Raw brand. I, you know, a month ago I would have said Seth Rollins, but it doesn't look like that's the direction they're going in, sadly, because uh, I truly think Rollins is the guy and the guy that they should be looking to for uh, for a title, you know, kind of for a big title reign and for someone who will actually make people care about the universal title again, because uh, I'm not one to bring up damaged titles all that often. I, I don't, you know, titles are made by the wrestlers who hold them. But uh, not being on TV for over a year kind of damages this title. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's, it's been so out of sight, out of mind. Um, I say that, but I mean, we, we do get people going, what the hell is the deal with this? And people want the universal title around. For me, it's just become, okay, Brock's not going to be there. The, the whole thing has just spiraled out of control in 2018. Um, it was like, okay, let's get to WrestleMania. Get the title off of him. Move it to Reigns. Let Vince get this out of his system. We can all move forward. And here we are approaching SummerSlam, and he's still the champion. He hasn't defended the championship since the Greatest Royal Rumble, I believe. And, I mean, it just doesn't even appear. There's nothing. It's dull. It's uneventful. And they're trying to frame him as this, you know, just a rotten human being because he doesn't care about WWE or the fans. I I just, I don't care anymore. I just get, get, and it's a shame because I, I think Brock Lesnar, when they do right by him creatively is a blast, but it's been a while. I'm just ready for this era of his title reign to be over. And I don't, I mean, if Reigns wouldn't be my first pick, certainly as a babyface. He, he would be my first pick as a heel, but I, I mean, I just want this, I just want them to move forward with this. I, I've had enough, and I think the fans have too. I mean, that was one of the bigger pops of the night is when Kurt Angle threatened to fire Brock Lesnar if he doesn't show up or I guess, re-enter into negotiations for his title match. I assume, I, I don't know if Brock's actually going to be there or not tonight. Um, I, yeah, and, and in fact, Tyler England's telling me that uh, by email, Brock hasn't appeared on Raw since April 23rd, the Monday after the shakeup, nearly three months ago. Uh, so I, I don't know if he'll be there, but I assume that we do get that you know, a SummerSlam match announced either tonight or in, in the very near future. And uh, hopefully uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go with the right person. I, even a week ago, Will, had you mentioned Bobby Lashley to me, a week ago at this time, I would have laughed at you. It's been a good six days for Bobby Lashley, because uh, I guess seven days now, because I thought the pull-apart brawl on Raw really breathed some life into his uh, program with Roman Reigns, and then I thought they delivered last night. That was the only match that I saw on the show that really exceeded my expectations. So I came away pretty satisfied with uh, where things stand with Lashley, even though I still think he's a better heel than he has a babyface. Yeah, good for Bob. Good for Bob, yes. Jay Moss, anything else? Yeah, um, so, okay, we've, we've now had Rusev... Uh, lose in what seems to be the challenger of the month thing is 
I believe you put it on last night's uh, members' audio. That was um, Jake, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, who who can they go to now? I mean, unless they're they're gonna swerve us, and the reason that Jeff Hardy dropped the title is they're gonna put him in in the next uh, or in at SummerSlam. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible it's Hardy, but I, I'm guess you know the buzz seems to be Samoa Joe. I mean, I know they're advertised for some house shows. I don't know if it's in the fall or when, but say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That seems to be the buzz. I don't know how they get there. When it comes to Rusev, Will, did you come away from last night feeling like Jake said, on uh, Jake Barnett on the uh, members audio review, he came off, you know, like a challenger of the month. I mean, and, and I think that's a fair assessment. So I guess a better question is, do you, do you think they follow up with him in a way that keeps him in that upper tier? Or does he just kind of drift back into the bottom where what he does doesn't matter as long as people are chanting Rusev Day and having fun? I think it's possible he ends up in something like a pre-show match against Aiden English. They, they kind of played that up at the end of the match last night that English with the turnbuckle cost Rusev and they had Rusev looking at English. So I, I wonder if we're going to get their breakup now. And that's a bummer because those guys are really fun together and one of the actual fun parts of SmackDown. So I, per, I would maybe have them even go after the tag titles if you want to keep them in a mix and make them compelling. But I, I don't know because WWE seems to think Rusev is a heel despite most crowds cheering for him. Do they also think the B-team are heels? Because... They like if when they're not wrestling the babyface team of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, they have beaten ba- other babyface teams. That whole thing seems weird to me as well. Yeah, the B team is, I guess, a heel or tweener tag team. I don't know. I I really don't know how we are supposed to feel about them, and I don't know why WWE rushed the tag titles onto them in this scenario. That's one of the weirder things to me is they probably could have built that up if they wanted to do it, but instead they rush and there's something to be said for striking while the iron is hot. But Jason, I don't, I don't think the iron was really hot enough for that. No, I'm well, it's just to me, if it had been a heel team that they were going after and these guys fluked their way or, you know, however you want to do it, this team that never won before they started calling themselves B team they kind of find their way and they end up winning the tag team championship. That's something fans can rally behind. But when they're confused, 
going, which team are we supposed to like? You know, are they both baby faces or are the B team heels? You could just sense it. Like there wasn't that buzz that there should have been. People seem to like the B team, but they don't know how, whether they're supposed to. And so, I mean, when I hear people say, ah, baby faces and heels don't matter anymore, I kind of point to things like this where, okay, you can tell a story where maybe they don't matter as much as they used to. Uh, I will concede that much. But in something like that, yeah, they do. Uh, they definitely do. Because this is, a, this is a bit of a mess, and it could have been, uh, it was effective, but it just could have been so much better. It was really, it, it, I came away very happy for those guys because they have just been good hand undercard type guys for so long. But the story they told, man, that, that should have meant more. It uh, meant something, but it just should have meant more. What else, Jamos? That's all I've got. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way and try and get you a better forecast for Thursday, Jason. Have a good one. Hey, thank you very much, Jay Moss. And whatever you do, just yeah, find a way. I don't know, like point your fan up at the sky, something. Move that system away from me because uh, this is uh, it's beer league softball. It's the most important thing in the world, and we clearly need to have a game come Thursday night. Uh, it's uh, this, this is a big one. Do we go 500 or do we finish over 500? And they're not going to make this one up. That's the bad thing. But uh, I appreciate that. Jay Moss is awesome when it comes to weather. I mean, he just he's got it down, man. This guy. Uh, He's even looking for weather challengers. So if you think you know more about uh, weather than Jay Moss, uh, let me know, and I can put you guys in touch. He's looking for a challenger, somebody that can uh, forecast the weather for my beer league softball games or just anywhere else better than him. I know Tyler, actually, the previous caller, had him forecast something. I should have. I wish uh, the, the calls would have been reversed. I believe it was Tyler because I would have found out how that went. I assume it went well because uh, Jay Moss knows his stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's take a minute. Uh, again, the number is 773-897-6321. We uh, will be taking more calls here in just a minute, including uh, one from one that uh, we haven't heard from in a while that I think people are going to be looking forward to, so stay tuned for that. But I do want to tell you quickly about .NET membership. The ad-free version of ProWrestling.net includes a ton of audio content, uh, last night's uh, 70-minute audio review of WWE Extreme Rules hosted by Jake Barnett and I. Uh, normally on the Mondays when I'm not doing this show, I'm doing roughly an hour-long Q&A audio show exclusively for the members where they end up uh, submitting their questions to me, both pro wrestling and non and uh, we start with the pro wrestling and then have some fun on the back end with the non-wrestling. We have reviews of all the major television shows, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, the list goes on. Uh, we have audio reviews of all the major pay-per-views, so again, including last night Extreme Rules, but also coming up this Sunday, I will be reviewing the Impact Wrestling Slammiversary show on Sunday night and doing an exclusive audio review for members immediately after that show. So just a ton of audio content available. I'm, I'm barely even scratching the surface of uh, what we offer you guys, uh, the Pretentious Wrestling Podcast with Will and Jake. That's usually a freebie. That one returned this past Friday. If you haven't heard that yet, pwaudio.net. But uh, as far as uh, membership information, again, to the ad-free version of the site, comes with access to over 10 years of audio content and uh, written content, for that matter. Visit pwmembership.net. And if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, at ProWrestlingNet. I would be happy to uh, help you out. But again, pwmembership.net. .NET is the place to go for more details about .NET membership. And again, the number to join us today is 773-897-6321. Uh, you Skypers, if you're uh, waiting to get on the show, uh, if you're listening only, that's cool, but uh, I'm not seeing you pop up as far as wanting to be on the show. I see a couple of you guys in the queue that are in listen-only mode, which is fine, but uh, just find a way to let me know 
if you're trying to get on the show, and uh, we'll figure something out. But up now is 859. Who is this, and where oh, are you, you calling just, from? You just had me on. I was just uh, listening. Damn it, it's not who I thought it was. Go away, Jay Moss. All right, damn it. You know who I thought was going to call in today? He told me he was going to, and I got my numbers confused. .NET member Rabbit. I don't know where he is. He, he claimed he was going to be calling in today. And, uh, yeah, I got my numbers confused. So I'm sorry for the big buildup and the big letdown. Hopefully we'll hear from Rabbit at some point during the show. Uh, he said he'd be calling in from, I think, a 586 area code. And uh, there's nobody in the queue from that, so I don't know if he got busy or what. But that's okay. It gives Will and I plenty of time to talk about things. Um, one of the other things, this is uh, something that happened before Extreme Rules on Sunday, Will. The return of Hulk Hogan. We didn't know he was suspended from the WWE Hall of Fame until they said he was no longer suspended. But uh, they did kind of remove him from the Hall of Fame listing and all sorts of things for three years. Hogan appeared at the Extreme Rules show, not in front of the people, but backstage, gave a speech to the talent, apologizing and whatnot. Uh, Your thoughts on whether Hulk Hogan, whether he's uh, done enough time for this or if this is something that uh, he should not come back from? Oh, heavens, no, he shouldn't come back from this. I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan said some horribly racist things, and even in his speech to the talent, he didn't say, I've learned not to be racist. He said, y'all need to be careful when you talk about things because anyone can be recording you. Everyone has cameras now, and it's like, yeah, or you could not be racist. There there are some options (laughs) here, and you're picking the don't be racist out loud around other people option, maybe pick the don't be racist option, you racist asshat. Yeah, um, man. Hulk Hogan I, shouldn't be a thing. The, I, and I can't believe WWE would bring him back with the partners that they've signed that they obviously didn't need Hogan to score. What value does he offer? Hey, broken down Hulkster, can you flex for us once? Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure why they're really doing this. Um, it's strange to me. I know they've launched some kind of charity with him kind of being the face of it, whatever. I, I don't really know what is in it for them. Jake may have touched on something last night because, you know, the folks in Saudi Arabia that were behind the Greatest Royal Rumble really liked a lot of the veterans. And, you know, maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. The Just timing a of it. stunning was, human rights record there. Yes, exactly. If if you want to talk about recognizing the personhood of others, Hulk Hogan and the Saudi Arabian government, match made in heaven. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The the timing of it, though, is very strange to me, if only because I know Bruce over the torch, Bruce Mitchell, I joked about him earlier and his huge ego. Well, I joked about everybody else and their huge ego. I didn't joke about Bruce's huge ego. Make sure you tell him I said that. Um, he, He pointed out on Twitter yesterday, and he's been saying this for a while, like when somebody in the public eye gets in trouble for racism, it he assumed that it just set the clock back on Hogan every time. Like if they were getting close, oh, somebody screwed up, let's not do it now. Well, you just had the big Papa John's thing over the weekend, and I am really surprised that with that going on, WWE thought, hey, now's a good time to bring back Hulk Hogan. I don't know if there's ever a good time. This is going to be one of those where it, it just depends on – I guess each individual's outlook on things. I think it's too soon, but I can also look at Hollywood and go, well, I also think it's too soon for Mel Gibson, and they're making mo- letting him make movies again, uh, including I and think they John shouldn't Cena. be <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm saying I, I think it's too soon there. Um, yeah, I, I now have you seen? Have they released any footage 
of that, or are you just going off of kind of recaps of, of kind of written recaps of, of things that were pieced together? I'm going with the uh, PW Insider report that had kind of that he was there and what he said. That's the most that I've seen. Yeah, and and those guys do good work, so I'm not trying to discredit them at all. But I'm just I do wonder if just something like that, you know, when it's somebody kind of recapping it, what said, if maybe it, you know, it doesn't erase everything, that's for sure. But I do wonder. I, I kind of want to give. I know cameras were present. I'm hoping we see the video, and yeah, I'm hoping that he. It isn't what you said. Basically, yeah, make sure there's not cameras around. Don't get caught. I, I hope there's actually some sincere apology for what he said and um, and some yeah, – I mean, he's had three years to think about it. I, I hope the guys learn from his mistakes. But this is just – I don't really understand the why the risk. And I'm sure they've talked with all of their sponsors about it, and they've got everything cleared there. They're sending word that he has not re-signed. He hasn't signed a contract or anything like that. Uh, but as I said last night, they went from kind of dipping their toe in the Hogan waters to now they've got their foot in. But they're, they're not ready to take the plunge yet and say he's back and he's under contract. We'll see where it goes. Uh, another thing, I do want to acknowledge the uh, death of Masa Saito, a guy who I grew up watching in the AWA territory, wrestled as Mr. Saito in the AWA. Uh, I remember him taking part in angles with Hulk Hogan and then uh, teaming with Jesse Ventura. After Adrian Adonis was gone, it was uh, the Far East-West connection with uh, uh, Saito replacing Adrian Adonis, essentially. Uh, really talented guy, man. And if you watch New Japan Wrestling, they still do the Saito suplex. Uh, comes up all the time. You can't really get through a New Japan show without hearing you know, someone make reference to a Saito suplex. And uh, so uh, he had battled, I believe, Parkinson's disease. And so definitely uh, condolences go out to uh, his family and friends. But a very talented individual and uh, someone that I really enjoyed watching when I was a kid. So I just wanted to make a quick mention of that. Uh, and let's see here. Back to, I guess, you know what, let's talk about uh, uh, just for a second here about the uh, G1 tournament, Will. Uh, have you had a chance to see much of the action thus far? I've watched night one, uh, most of the tournament matches from night one. I have not seen night two, which I, you know, the B block is just insane and stacked with talent this year. And I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch night two yet because I had extreme rules yesterday and I I appear to have wasted my time. (laughs) Are you up to speed? I don't want to spoil. I can, I can dance around this man. If, uh, if you, uh, I know pretty much what happened there. Yeah, I know pretty much what happened, so I'm not worried about any spoilers. Yeah, I would say, you know, one of the things that stood out to me so far, and we're only three days into the tournament, they're making Jay White, man. They're going, I mean, they're heavily investing in Jay White right now, and he's a guy that a couple months ago, like I was talking about Lashley, I would have laughed at going, really? But, uh, man, it's this guy, come on, strong. That, uh, That started, I think, a lot of it with that match with Juice Robinson on the San Francisco show that you were at, and uh, now, all of a sudden, he just has this confidence and poise when he has the mic that he was missing before. I think they're making the right call here. Yeah, I liked the idea of him going over Okada on night one. I thought that was really unique and different because Okada last year went on, you know, there there was talk that he would go for the entire G1 without being beat at one point in the tournament. And he didn't do that. And they told the story with him kind of breaking down, but... Okada is on a bit of a downswing after losing the title, and he can afford to take some losses. And telling a story of chaos within chaos, if you will, or, you know, Jay White being uh, kind of challenging him for the leadership of that faction, I, 
I think you've got something interesting there. And Jay White is really coming into his own and shining. I less is, you know, I, I asked him in San Francisco, like, what makes you Switchblade? And he kind of said, this is Switchblade. That's just who I am. It's a nickname. And th- they are doing a lot less with him as like this weird goth, nice, nice pervert Switchblade character. And a lot more with him is just, stupid jerk face Jay White and stupid jerk face Jay White is really fun to watch. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Hey, I'm lo- I'm looking here. We have somebody in the queue from the 248 area code. Rabbit has called in from that before, but I don't want to put somebody on the spot. Rabbit, if that's not you, you're not in the queue. You got to hit one on your phone. And if that don't work, shoot me an email quick and let me know. We do have a question that came in via Twitter from Jake Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Barnett. Uh, we'll just say Jake S. I don't know if he wants his full name out there. Says he's uh, listening live, but he's at work, so he can't call in. He wants to know what happens to Jeff Hardy after the squash match. Does he continue the feud for the U.S. title or move on? And if he moves on, is it up or down the card? Um, I mean, we know this much. He's having a rematch with Shinsuke Nakamura on Tuesday SmackDown. But, uh, Will, just in general, I mean, do you, it looks like Randy Orton's kind of moving into that picture, too. Are they setting up a triple threat? What's happening here? I, I kind of think they're setting up a triple threat because that's the sort of thing they do going into big pay-per-views. I, I think that would make sense for, uh, for that SmackDown roster, and it would get all three of them on the show. It also wouldn't shock me if Jeff Hardy were just – hurt and they're going to write him off for a little bit because he has not looked uh, like full speed ahead Jeff Hardy in recent weeks. Yeah, I I know he's battled some issues. I meant to look that up today because I did get an update from somebody on that a while back that he was uh, kind of working through something and they thought he'd be able to continue working through it and so far he has. I just don't remember the exact uh, nature of the injury off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I, I don't it, like if that was why they went with the uh, the approach if they took the approach they did. I'm more understanding of it, but I was really disappointed in that just the way that was done. And they softened the blow a bit by having Orton come out for the live crowd as a surprise. But that was one of the matches I was looking to going. Okay, not a main event. The show is missing a main event, but this is one of those matches that can deliver. And it just you know all of six seconds and a a nut shot, and that was about it. Um, as far as him moving up or down the card, so let's say. I mean, you can pick, Will, that he's going to regain the U.S. championship if you want to. That would be a lateral move. But do you, where, like, if they do go with the triple threat at SummerSlam, we'll just go with that hypothetically. Once that is said and done, where does Jeff go? I mean, do you expect him to be 
And, let's, and, and again, we'll just for the sake of argument, we'll say he's healthy. Is he a guy that you think they have plans for on SmackDown, or do they start to kind of pull back a little bit on him? I think he's a guy they have plans for. If they're planning on doing more challengers of the month for AJ Styles, I, I think Jeff Hardy could absolutely be a challenger of the month for AJ. He could stay in that U.S. title picture for a little bit and do another singles match with Nakamura. Um, a, a, there, there's quite a bit you could do with Jeff Hardy if he is if he is healthy. And I'm kind of I hope that is or is well enough to continue wrestling and that he's not trying to work through injuries to the point that he's just going to end up with something catastrophic happening. Yeah, I mean, this was, I, I really did have concern when they put, when they decided, hey, we're going to make him a singles wrestler again because there's a ton of mileage on that 40-year-old body, man. And uh, yeah. with, with his issues in the past, too, you know, you, you certainly worry about that. Hopefully, you know, I mean, so far, so good, aside from you know, on, on the... Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, he's, he's been banged up, yeah. and he had the DUI. So, yeah, I can't even say so far so good, unfortunately. Hopefully things get better. I guess we'll put it that way. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Extreme Rules card here and uh, trying to find a good talker that we haven't really covered. I just don't, don't want to go over too many repeat things. Um, I guess uh, not too much you can really say about Bludgeon Brothers and Kane and Daniel Bryan just because Kane went and injured. They, they did what they could there. I'm sympathetic in, on, on, in that case. But Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, cage match, the tribute to the Hell in a Cell bump, I guess. I don't know. Kevin Owens going off the top of the cage. I have been critical of it. Will, is it justified? Uh, or do you see it differently? Because Lord knows you love watching Shane McMahon jump from high places. Yeah, because Shane McMahon gets to rest the next week. Um, Shane McMahon doesn't have a house show on Monday and doesn't have a... Uh... Uh, a show he has to wrestle on on Tuesday. And I, I, I've i got to say, I'm really concerned about Kevin Owens taking a big ladder bump last month on pay-per-view, taking the big cage bump this month. And now, I mean, how does he top himself? And is this what they're telling Kevin Owens he's got to do to be on pay-per-view? It really is bumming uh, me out. I, I, Kevin Owens is a great character, a great talker, and, and an asset to that company. But they've got him in this role where he just, keeps taking bigger and bigger falls and doing more and it it it's not really justified there's nothing in it that makes me go yeah that that's great that's exactly what you should be doing i i worry about the health of the guy and you know last night it looked like there was a crash pad under the table and everything so maybe maybe it was one of the softest bumps he'd ever take but it it certainly um a fall from that even the risk you're assuming at that height and uh, with the way they did that, the risk you're assuming is so great. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, it looked like he pulled it off perfectly, you know, went through the table yeah. like he was supposed to, all of that. It's just the risk factor. Is it worth it? I, I, I argue no. And I don't know what was under the tables at uh, Money in the Bank. For all I know, that was a really safe bump just because they were able to pad everything really well over there. I, it was still, you know, from a very high distance and something can go wrong. This one definitely bothered me. And I, I just putting that aside even, Will, what are they doing with Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens is a sympathetic figure to me because this guy, yes, if I look at his entire body of WWE work, he's been, you know, as a heel, a pain in the ass. But even he doesn't deserve the torment. I mean, Braun, Braun is the bully now, and Kevin Owens is the victim. I don't think that's how they want us to view it. I don't think they're doing a double turn here again because Vince McMahon doesn't really do 
anything that might seem complicated to someone anymore. But what is this? I have no idea what this is or why. I I don't know what you're supposed to feel. I, I think they just are trying to come up with more and more extreme things for Braun Strowman to do because they got Braun Strowman hot enough to put the title on him a year ago and decided not to. And now he's been in a holding pattern for over a year where they want Braun Strowman towards the top of the card, making an impact on Raw, being an important asset to WWE, but because the Universal Championship is tied up in, like, Brock Lesnar's sword tattoo or something, and they can't separate them, that they have to just keep having Braun tread water at the upper mid-card level, when if they, at SummerSlam last year, would have put the Universal title on Braun, I, I think Raw itself would have been a better show from then all the way through right now. Yeah, and I kind of feel like they're in a trap right now where they feel like, all right, the thing that works with Strowman are these big stunts, and we have to keep doing them. And they're getting kind of corny. You know I mean? I'm sure some people just put aside. Some viewers are different. They're going to just put aside. They're going to look at Owens. He's a pro. He's fine. Um, and, and they're just going to go, this was, that was cool. But I, aside from when he tipped over a porta potty, um, there's just, it, it, there's only so many big stunts you can do that are going to be fun. And I think they're running out of them. And I think they're, they've reached a point where they're relying on them too much. And there's just not good storytelling with Braun Strowman anymore. I, I mean, I look forward to the day as we've talked about on this show many times, Kevin Owens turning babyface, but I don't think that's what this is. Where do they go with this from here? What what is I mean, what does Kevin Owens do other than follow Shania Twain around the country or something? I, I mean, I from a storyline standpoint, I I honestly don't know. Is this done? I don't know because technically Kevin Owens got a win. I think Kevin Owens might get smashed by Braun again as soon as Raw tonight. Should they say, hey, there's uh you know a Universal Championship opportunity? at some point that someone could get because they want to establish that Braun should be in the running for that. And it's, it's all getting, it's getting to be ridiculous. It is. Yeah. I, I want to look forward to SummerSlam and, and Hey, they may do a great job in the build and, and, uh, and, and, you know, get me excited even beginning tonight. We'll see. But right now it's just like, Oh man, it's uh WWE has got to really shake things up somehow creatively and just, just be better than what they've been. They're capable of it and, and they're just not delivering right now creatively. And then you look at, well, NXT, and they do a great job. So that's what, it's hard not to look and go, yeah, Vince McMahon's the problem here. Uh, I know PW Insider reported that he wasn't at the show, I believe, was, was uh, what they reported. Um, now, it's, you know, Vince missing a show isn't what it once was. I mean, even back then, you know, he, if he had to miss something, I'm sure he was on the phone obsessively. But, I mean, now you can do video conference and everything else. So I don't want to – if anyone's trying to, going to try to twist this into, well, see, Paul Levesque booked this show. And I, I have a feeling that Vince McMahon had plenty of influence on this show. Don't know it, but I, I certainly suspect it. Uh, and uh, maybe that's why Finn Balor keeps smiling so much. Will, what did you think of his match with uh, Baron Corbin? I have no idea why that match was on pay-per-view. Thank you. I'm with you. That had yeah. Raw written all over it. Uh, so I have a question for you as we talk about that yeah. main event and kind of the crowd doing their countdown gimmick, um, whatever the heck that was, that hopefully no crowd ever does again. Come um, on, it was fun twice. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think that kind of thing would happen on an NXT show? Because I, I was watching and just thinking, why, 
what is it about, say, the WWE main roster branding that makes fans down to do that, but makes them with NXT so hesitant to do anything but cheer? I don't know if it's, this is going to sound arrogant, a more sophisticated fan, if you will, but I mean, there's a lot of crossover, too, from those NXT to WWE events, so I'm not sure. Maybe first time around, maybe something like this does take off at an NXT thing. If somebody starts it, who knows? I don't think they're doing it for the full 30 minutes, though. I mean, that's like, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit because we've seen NXT crowds have done some dumb things over the years, too. But, uh, yeah, this this was, uh, I, I found it to be disrespectful. Like I said, the first couple of times early in the match, big deal, it's fun, it was cute, and then it just kept going. It was like, really? You guys are just going to keep doing this? There's a pretty good match going on. It, it was below expectation, but still a pretty good match, folks. Maybe you want to pay attention to that instead of putting yourselves over. And that's what that came off like. I, I, just, I didn't care for it at all. And I don't even know that that match comes in below expectations if the crowd is along for the ride the way that they had every reason to believe they would be with Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, two wrestlers who are over and performing exceptionally well right now. I, I, I kind of wonder, too, if it has to do with something akin to fan respect. NXT, and I, I make this point a lot, but NXT has this philosophy that says, you are part of us. You helped us build this. This is your, you know, th- this is yours. Please enjoy it. Let's have some fun. Where WWE's shows are very, uh, uh, very like, well, not everyone's going to like us. You, but you have to. How's your territory doing? What's your, WWE, like, as a brand, is so much more confrontational to fans than NXT is. And it really it is one of those things that bums me out when I watch, you know, this Iron Man match that that exact same match in front of a good crowd probably would have been a really, really good match. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, we've got a caller, three four seven. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh Corey from New York. Hey, Corey, long time no talk, man. How are you? Uh good. Just had a couple of quick questions or your guess your opinion on non WW main roster stuff actually. Uh what would you consider to be the bare minimum to, for uh, this ROH New Japan show at the Garden to be a successful venture? I mean, I know that the idea was always to reach 10,000 with the all-in, and I believe it's like 19.4 something is for wrestling at the, at the Garden or slightly less. What would be considered a decent number that this is actually a success? That's a really good question. I'm happy you brought that up because I, I definitely plan to talk about it in .NET Weekly this week, but we should talk about that today too. Will... Do you have a number in mind for that? As I kind of scramble to think of what I think would be decent. You know, given that it's a couple days before WrestleMania at, you know, and it's in New York, I, I, I hesitate to say a sellout, but Jason, is there a reason this show shouldn't sell out? Like, is there a reason that they can't have the garden jam packed or as full as it can be? Because I, I think with the talent they'll have available and the card they'd be willing to put in there, uh, I think there's a reason for the first time ever uh, um, you've got New Japan partnering with, in a big way, Ring of Honor on this event, and it's because Ring of Honor wants to sell it out. Yeah, I mean, and I I think that's obviously the goal, number one, but I, I guess the thing standing potentially in the way 
is the empire striking back. This is, uh, you'll like this, Will. You know, New Japan and ROH are the new hope. Well, what's the empire going to do here? Because uh, Cody, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, contracts all coming up sometime around the first of the year, shortly thereafter, I assume they'll all work Wrestle Kingdom and all of that. But do they lose them? And if they do, then what? Now, I mean, they can put the tickets on sale before then and all of that. But what are you left with, Will? And not so much, this is kind of a bigger picture question, not so much for the garden. What are you left with in Ring of Honor if you, start, if you end up losing access to Kenny? Not that they rely heavily on him, but they do at times. Uh, but more importantly, Cody and the Bucks. If WWE decides, oh, you're running the garden? Well, we were going to offer him this much. Go ahead and up that. Let's, let's make sure we get these guys. Will, are you there? I think we may have lost Will Pruitt. We did. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We did lose Will Pruitt. I'm not sure what happened there, but um, I, I guess, Corey, let me ask you, and I'll see if we can get Will back. I don't know what happened there with Will, but uh, Corey, let me ask you. You're a New York guy. How close is the garden to where people will stay if they're going to WrestleMania, because things are a little bit spread out this year with part of the show being, you know, the, the main show being in New Jersey, but then your NXT, your Raw SmackDown Hall of Fame being at, at, in Brooklyn at Barclays. I don't think it's relatively that far. I mean, I, as long as you're okay, you know, I think there's, you can take buses and trains, you know, to there. I'm, the other thing I was thinking was, isn't NXT most likely going to be, Heads up against the Garden Show, or is he, yes. would the Hall of Fame be that day? That's what I mean. I haven't taken a, a look at that. That's one of the things I was wondering why I was saying what would be considered a good amount due to the fact that they might be going up against NXT. Yeah, no, they will be. I mean, yeah. barring WWE, and their Will is back, you can hear his talks. Um, barring WWE deciding we're doing this a different day, uh, we're going to swap the schedule, which I think would be a mistake on WWE's part. I'll say, number one, I think it's foolish for Ring of Honor to go, screw it, we're going head-to-head with NXT. Why? How does this benefit you? So what, what are you doing? Just get every... If, you know, typically, it hasn't been broadcast on pay-per-view. It's been a stream, whether it was Fight TV or, I guess, and or the, uh, the, the Ring of Honor Honor Club service. Don't you want as many of those people as you can get? Why are you having them choose? And for that matter, same with the live crowd. Now, I think they can sell out both events. I think NXT, I think there's going to be enough people there that potentially, if things go well, along with fans who aren't going to WrestleMania, just live in the area, they, I think they, there's the, a good chance that both of them actually end up selling out. I really do. 
But from, if you're WWE, I take my chances with NXT going opposite the Ring of Honor show before I do the Hall of Fame. Because I, it just interest in the Hall of Fame seems to be dwindling as it is. So that, that's not... Uh, if, you're, if you're Ring of Honor, why wouldn't you run opposite the Hall of Fame knowing that, hey, this is the, you know, we're going to be the biggest wrestling show that night. Uh, that you know involves live wrestling, whereas uh, or we can be opposed by NXT. To me, it's it's foolish. I don't get it. I asked Joe Coff about it on the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast, and he really, uh, you know, not no disrespect to Joe, but I didn't come away very impressed by the answer. He really didn't have a good one, other than it's what they're doing. Uh, for, you know, as far as last year is concerned. But Will, I don't know if you got to hear my question. You know, with Ring of Honor, the the whole idea of the Empire striking back. What happens if WWE takes Cody, the Bucks, Omega? What is Ring of Honor left with? I don't know that Ring of Honor would be running this show without commitments, at least from one of them, <laughs> that they would still have those guys. Ring of Honor is not left with much. I mean, at best, I, I would hope with the New Japan co-branding, you're going to get whoever the IWGP heavyweight champion is defending the title at that show. Uh, I, I would hope that you're left with being able to build a New Japan show at the very least out of the ashes of what's left with Ring of Honor. But I'll say realistically, I don't think WWE gets Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny Omega when contracts come up around the new year. I I tend to think those guys are going to stay with the New Japan Ring of Honor combo that they're in, and they've got a lot of negotiating leverage to say, you need us to sell out the garden because legitimately, I think you need those guys to sell out the garden. Yeah, and you know, like I said, you can sell your tickets in advance. I, it's not so much the garden show I worry about. I mean, that would be damaging, but it is just long-term ring of honor. And it's not not disrespecting guys like Dalton and Jay Lethal and just the, you know, the other guys who would still be there, but this company's invested a lot in Cody and the Bucks, and, and they've gotten a lot in return. Uh, those would be significant losses for that company. Now, you can look on the flip side and go, well, if Daniel Bryan has not resigned, maybe they know they're getting him. CM Punk's always lingering out there. He has history in Ring of Honor. Never say never. Probably not, but never say never. So, yeah, I mean, there's you, there's a lot to discuss here. Again, Corey, Jake, and I will break a lot of that down. I said it's definitely going to be a big topic of conversation in Thursday's .NET Weekly, but did you have more for us? Yeah, one or two other quick things. Uh, I'm, I think I'm one of the few people who actually still watches Lucha Underground, and I'm just wondering, from what you've heard, or if anything going on, does it? Do you think there's going to be a season five? I know it's mostly way too early to tell, but have the ratings been decent? Or are they still where they have been? I mean, I feel like Lucha Underground has had one very good show, one terrible show, and two average shows in their first four. I mean, I know it doesn't help they they ran on July 4th one week, and I'm sure the rating wasn't good sure. for that. But I mean. From what you're hearing, I mean, I'm hearing nothing. I mean, no longer doing the podcast. I'm not, my ear isn't as close as it used to be. But it doesn't seem like anything's going on with Lucha Underground. You're hearing more about, you know, being sports with MLW. And, you know, the rumors continue of, you know, Ring of Honor, maybe at some point going to WGN with Sinclair, especially now with MSG. But is Lucha Underground, is it, like I said, is it too early to tell? Or where, where, what have you heard, if anything, if it's going to come back for a fifth season? Well, I what do want to yeah, you, okay, first off, I do have to sneak in one thing. You mentioned WGN as a potential destination for Ring of Honor, and that's certainly something that, that's been discussed. But uh, things took kind of a turn for the worse as far as Sinclair is concerned uh, because uh, there's some concerns about the merger 
or the acquisition of Tribune Media Company. And so there's some roadblocks that, uh, that, that are making news just today. So we'll see on that. I don't get the Lucha Underground rating information. It's never been, like in, in the past when I did, you know, it, it did okay. Um, I don't follow the group closely. Will, you go to the tapings, and you go, and you've been doing uh, your hit lists on the Lucha Underground product. So, I mean, you can certainly try to tackle some of Corey, Corey's questions, but maybe just in general, too, speak to the quality that he talked about. Do you agree with his assessment that there's been maybe one good show and then you know, kind of hit or miss otherwise this year? Yeah, there's been a drop in quality, and I would say a drop in what makes Lucha Underground special. Even during Season 2, when the, sh- the stories and things weren't as good, the show itself still had the cinematic appeal that really made it special. What I'm noticing that's gone this year is a lot of the bold, fun cinematics are disappearing. They, they aren't around. You're getting more in-ring promos. You're getting more of what kind of set Lucha Underground apart going away. And that that's really bummed me out as I've watched this year. And I wrote about it in last week's hit list on the show. I don't know if there will be a season five. I know season four was made with a drastically reduced budget. Uh, I uh, talked a little bit at the screening of uh, Ultima Lucha Trace last year with some of the creators. And they basically said, yeah, we're, we're going to have a season four, but it's going to be real different and real difficult to keep things up to the same standard. And I, I would argue that they haven't. So that there is that that is kind of a bummer about a show that was really special and really good at one point. Will, I know we're, we're over on time. Do you have time to stick around, or do you, we have one more caller lined up, or do you need to fly? I got all the time you would like, sir. Wonderful. All right. I, I think, Corey, you said you might have had one more. Yeah, very quickly, and I don't think you guys would be able to answer this, but also Lucha Underground related. I know that season one and two, when it first came back, when season three came back, was on Netflix. Now that, but season three, now that four is here, unless I missed it in the last day or so, season three hasn't gone on Netflix. Do you know if it was an initial deal of just the first two seasons, or is three somewhere in limbo, do you think? I mean, I don't know if you've heard anything in that regard. I have not. Will, have you heard anything on that? I haven't heard anything. I would guess that season three is just uh, missing in action, if you will, that they haven't uh, taken the time to uh, put it on Netflix or Netflix didn't want to invest the money in it. Yeah, and it's too bad. Thanks for calling, Corey. I always, well, actually, let me, uh, is your podcast back in action? And if so, go ahead and sneak in a plug, man. Uh, well, we're working on figuring out schedule-wise, but as of right now, the Workshop Wrestling Podcast is not joining uh, – the great pro wrestling.net on Block Talk Radio. So uh, if something ever comes back up, we will let everybody know. But be sure to join pro wrestling.net uh, as a monthly or yearly member. It's always a great listen, and especially the, uh, the weekly show and all the other great program you guys do. What a man. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And hopefully the Workshoot podcast will return. And if it does, uh, please call in and uh, let us know so we can uh, pass along the word to everybody else. Uh, it, it, it's uh, d- getting back into to what he mentioned about Netflix. You know, I, man, it just seemed like the holy grail. If one of the other, you know, non WWE, I know they've had some documentaries and things on Netflix, but I've looked at Netflix as being a holy grail for a wrestling company because of you know, just how many how many subscribers there are. 
And if Netflix ever got behind a, a pro wrestling company and, and decided to give it a little push, man, that could really be a huge difference maker. And Lucha Underground is just tailor-made for it because it's not a dated show. Everything is basically evergreen in that there's, you know, they're not building up to such-and-such such pay-per-view on such-and-such such date. It's just kind of in its own universe, and, and there's not, nothing that really dates it in that way, and unfortunately, Netflix put it up there, and if you didn't know where to look, you wouldn't know. They, they just didn't get behind it at all. So it's that part of it has been disappointing. I will have, and John does a lot of, uh, John Moore, .net staffer John Moore does a lot of communicating with the uh, El Rey, uh, and I don't even know if they're going to know the answer to this, but uh, their PR staff. I will have him look into what's up with uh, Season 3 on Netflix, but uh, I think it's actually happened. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Rabbit, is this you? Yeah, I just got back from Russia. I just arrived just got morning. back from Russia. Why is that, Rabbit? Um, you didn't see me on TV when I led my glorious team France to the World Cup? No, I, but Rabbit, see, no one's going to get the joke because I know there's a player who shares your real name, but you go by Rabbit, so I don't think people know your real name. Well, they know my real name is Paul Bova. I'm the star of the French um, national team. Well, well, congratulations on the World Cup, Rabbit. What else is on your Thank mind, my you. friend? Good but to hear no, from you. Where the hell have you been? Because I wanted to talk about wrestling. Where have you been? Let's start with that. I've been in the hospital and in and out of the hospital, and I was in uh, rehab for a while. And are you doing better now? Yes. I'm, I'm a happy. lot better. I'm home. Everything is good. Everything's going great. I'm glad to be alive. I'm happy you're alive, Rabbit. It's good to hear from you again. Yeah, now I called about the pay-per-view, basically. I wanted to talk to you guys about the pay-per-view. Go for it. Because, okay, I didn't get to watch it. I only read some of the stuff Mike Johnson said online. But um, what was the story about um, Ronda Rousey? How come her husband, if you were, would you let the IGF, um, get the crap beat out of her, and then just sit there and watch? Well, and if it's my women, yeah. Yeah, what am I going to do? I mean, I could, like, try to, like, get in between them and say, hey, please stop he's a this. UFC, but... He's a UFC fighter. What, you, what can he do? Well, that's just it. She's a UFC fighter. She can hold her own. I mean, yeah, that was one of the complaints. He said, how come he didn't, he didn't back his wife? So Travis it. Brown is supposed to hop the rail and start manhandling women. I don't think that's going to go over well, Rabbit. I didn't think of it like that, but, yeah. But anyways, um, the other thing, what about this? Randy Orton shows up in wrestling gear. He's been out. Instead of coming out in a suit or in street clothes because he's not on the card, he's there in tights. I mean, what sense is Randy that? Orton doesn't own pants. No, no, we've been through this. I think he borrows them from time to time from somebody, but no, I think he walks around in public like that. <laughs> you got to be kidding. No. There's no way. You're serious. If you see Randy Orton on, like, a, a Thursday afternoon when there's no show, and he's just hanging out with the family, I like to think that he's in, that he's in his wrestling care. Oh, my God. Anyhow, the uh, other thing is, um, what's, gonna, what, what's the story about Jeff Hardy? How come he lost? Was he hurt? Uh, he has very sensitive testicles. Or are they giving, or are they giving Nick, Nick, Nakamura a, a free title? Um, I, yeah, I don't know what the story there is. If he, I mean, 
I seriously last night in audio, I'd kind of spaced it. They're doing the rematch on Tuesday. I was like, God, is there a wellness? What's what's going on here? Is he injured? But they're doing the rematch tomorrow night. I don't have any inside info for you in terms of you know, is there an injury or something like that. Let's see what they do with that match on SmackDown. I think that may be a tell as far as you know, is he injured or not. Uh, just because you know, if he goes out there and has a full match with Nakamura, we'll know it was just a creative decision or you know something along those lines. Because uh, I, yeah, Gary, I, I don't. Okay. 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 Bye, man. Bye. Bye, you guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye. See ya. Later. Anything else, Rabbit? Well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Did he leave? Yeah, yeah. He he got yelled at that he had to take a ride and left. <laughs> wow, Rabbit, you're gone? He is? How about that? It gets no better than .NET uh, member Rabbit uh, popping up from time to time. Uh, that's a first, though. I, I don't think we've ever experienced that, where he's just had to go right in the middle of the call, but... Uh, yeah, Will, any thoughts on Jeff Hardy's balls before we wrap this up? Um, they've really got to be hurting today. I hope Jeff is getting the care he needs. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> In all seriousness, where do you think this is going? Why did Randy Orton stomp Jeff Hardy's balls right after Nakamura gave him a low blow? Uh, to justify a triple threat match at SummerSlam to get all three of those guys on the card. I'm thinking the, the, the line should be, if I did this to Jeff Hardy's balls. Imagine what I'll do to your balls, Nakamura. And then he strikes yeah, the that also works and for, that's it. That, that works for WWE, the adult film as well. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Will, you, I know, have been doing some cool uh, videos work uh, on your own YouTube page. I want to give you a chance to plug that. You mentioned that uh, you're going to have another one coming up later today. Uh, but where can people find your fine video work? And, and let them know. It's not like you got to sit there for two hours, folks. They're nice and quick. Get in, get out kind of thing. Yeah. Over uh, last week, I was posting a lot of exclusive New Japan Pro Wrestling content that we were able to get um, being on the ground there in San Francisco. And uh, I also posted an Extreme Rules preview that was about five minutes and just posted a uh, Extreme Rules review. You can see right or, yeah, see, watch that. Um, that is about three minutes long on uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Will Pruitt, or if you just search Will Pruitt on YouTube, it should pop up. Uh, it's, it's a review of Extreme Rules. I try and be quick, concise, kind of fun. And I hope people like them. Uh, go and check it out and let me know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, insult me. Uh, really do whatever you'd like there. 
Yeah, and, and uh, it's a lot more concise than this show was today. It's been yeah. fun, but we were all over the place, that's for sure. And uh, since we barely talked, I wanted to talk about the G1, and then I got uh, sidetracked. And, uh, but uh, give me your prediction for the, the, uh, the finals and the winner of the G1, and we'll, we'll get out of here. You know, I, I think it's a bit of a trite prediction, but I, I think your final is going to be uh, Kenny and – or not Kenny uh, – Okada and Naito, and I think your winner is going to be Tetsuya Naito, who uh, then goes and again get, gets another shot at the Tokyo Dome because they they had some unfinished business last year and they uh, it, they chose the goal of making Okada's title reign the greatest title reign of all time instead of making Tetsuya Naito, and I I kind of think they owe it to Naito to uh, go back and really make him something special. So I think Naito wins what I believe will be his third G1 tournament. Yeah, I that that's that was my pick going in and now I'm I'm kind of a little bit right you know they both ended up losing in the first round, but um or the first match I should say. Uh but at the same time I'm sticking with Naito winning his block and also winning it all, but I'm less convinced that Okada is, but I think that's what they want me to be thinking. So I'll I'll stick with it. But uh, I guess Jay White as a dark horse, and, and somehow, some way, I assume they need to build up Tomatonga in a big way throughout the G1. I don't think he's going to be in the finals necessarily, but I do think that they're going to have to find a way to build him up. And it could just be he's you know, just completely out of control and takes DQ losses and things like that while doing all sorts of damage to people because uh, they have to somehow find a way to make him. They said there's no leaders in Bully Club, but, well, he's going to have to be the leader for that faction in terms of the perception of the fans, uh, because someone has to step up and feud with Kenny Omega and Cody and whoever else at the uh, Golden Elite throw their way. Uh, but that's going to do it for today, everybody. Remember, for membership information, visit pwmembership.net. Check out the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast at pwboom.com, available Wednesdays. And I have a fun guest lined up, but I'm not going to tell you who in case something falls through. I hate to jinx things, but... Uh, Maybe tomorrow night. Uh, the interview is scheduled for tomorrow, so .NET members, I may give you a heads up on that in the SmackDown Audio Review. Check out Will's fine work on YouTube and follow him online at It's Will Time, and then follow the brand at Pro Wrestling Net. We will talk to you on August 20th, the day after WWE SummerSlam. Until then, everybody, take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.